Welcome to the Happy Menopause Podcast with me, Jackie Lynch, registered nutritional therapist and founder of the Well, Well, Well Nutrition Clinic, where I specialize in women's health and the menopause. There are so many ways that diet and lifestyle can help to relieve a whole range of menopause symptoms. And my new book, The Happy Menopause, Smart Nutrition to Help You Flourish, is packed with practical nutrition advice to support you through the transition. Join me and my expert guests on a journey through midlife in this podcast and find out how you can have a healthy and happy menopause. Following on from last month's popular episode, I'm shining the spotlight on nutrition again for this World Menopause Day special, and I've picked out my 10 favourite foods to support a healthy menopause. So get your notebooks ready so you can add them to your shopping list. But first, I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsor, Silk, who make it possible for me to produce this podcast. Their wonderful product can transform your intimate life, because one of the midlife symptoms we don't often talk about is vaginal dryness. It can be a real problem during the perimenopause and the menopause, causing itching, discomfort and painful sex. So I'd like to say a big thank you to them, not just for supporting this podcast, but for offering a gentle and natural solution for women with vaginal dryness. Silk's plant-based formula is made in New Zealand with kiwi vine gum extract, which is a natural lubricant. It's water-based and pH-friendly, so that it gently soothes vaginal dryness and irritation helping you rediscover your love life. It's available at all chemists and off the shelf in larger boots stores. Visit silk, S-Y-L-K to order your free sample. And so on to today's episode. As you probably know, my usual pattern for the podcast is to interview an expert on a menopause-related subject. But I'm flying solo for today's episode because it's all about nutrition, which is my own area of expertise. I'm a registered nutritional therapist with a special interest in women's health and the menopause, and my Well, Well, Well Nutrition Clinic is technically based in Notting Hill, London, but actually it's wherever you want it to be, because all my consultations have been virtual since lockdown began in March of this year. What's great about this is that I'm actually able to support even more women as they transition through the menopause, because geography is no longer a factor. As well as my clinical work, I run nutrition workshops, host this podcast, and I've written three nutrition books, Vavavoom, The 10-Day Energy Diet, The Right Bite, Smart Food Choices for Eating on the Go, and of course my new book that came out just last week, The Happy Menopause, Smart Nutrition to Help You Flourish. Which brings me neatly to what I want to talk about today. So let's take a look at my top 10 menopause-friendly foods. I want to start with leafy green veg because they are a one-stop shop for so many nutrients that are crucial for us during the menopause and beyond. So what do I mean by leafy greens? I'm thinking things like spinach, kale, rocket, cabbage or watercress because they're a positive powerhouse of nutrients. Firstly, they're a great source of magnesium, which regular listeners will know is one of my favourite nutrients because it's so supportive of women in midlife. It's nature's karma and helps to support the nervous system and regulate the body's response to stress so that you feel better equipped to cope with the challenges of daily life. Magnesium also plays a role in energy production because it acts as our ignition key. Every enzymatic action in the body that involves energy has an absolute requirement for magnesium 
So if you're low, you're not even going to get off the starting blocks. It also helps to ease aching and tired muscles because of the role it plays in supporting muscle function. So if you're feeling tired, jittery, achy or anxious, you're probably low in magnesium. And that twitchy eyelid you might sometimes get is a classic sign of magnesium deficiency. We also need magnesium to support the absorption of calcium. And the great thing is that leafy greens are an excellent source of calcium too, containing about twice as much per 100 grams as milk. So you've got a really bone-friendly combination there. Spinach and kale are also good plant sources of iron, and they're packed with vitamin C too. So leafy greens, an all-round winner. Now, vitamin C brings me neatly onto the next food I want to talk about, which is a red pepper. Puzzled? Well, it comes as a surprise to a lot of people that one of the best sources of vitamin C is a raw red pepper. It's got almost three times as much vitamin C as an orange. Think brightly coloured veg and leafy greens if you want a vitamin C load, because they generally contain more than fruits. So why do we need vitamin C? Well, it plays an important role in bone health because the body uses it to produce collagen. Collagen is a key component of bone matrix that acts as a kind of cement, keeping everything together and promoting bone flexibility so that we bounce and don't break if we fall. A diet rich in vitamin C will also support collagen levels in our skin, which we need for it to remain plump and flexible. The oestrogen decline post-menopause has a dramatic impact on skin texture and tone, so eating plenty of vitamin C could help you to keep looking youthful. Vitamin C offers lots of liver support as well, helping to tune up detoxification processes. But more on that later. Let's look at sardines now. You may have heard me going on about these before, so I'm sorry if I sound a bit like a broken record, but I am a big fan. Oily fish in general, like salmon or mackerel, are great sources of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a big role in brain, heart and skin health. They also support the production of anti-inflammatory prostaglandins, which will be very helpful for anyone struggling with painful or heavy periods. These are hormone-like substances which help to reduce the inflammation that can cause painful muscle cramping in the womb and increase the sensitivity of our pain receptors so everything feels worse. Sardines are rich in omega-3 as well, but they have the added advantage of being an excellent source of calcium, containing about five times as much as milk due to the soft bones. We need plenty of calcium in our diet to build the strength and hardness of our bones because bone density is a major issue for women post-menopause. It can decrease by up to 20% in the five to seven years post-menopause, which increases the risk of fractures. As I'm sure you know, we need vitamin D to absorb calcium, and the body produces this through exposure to sunlight. It's only found in very small amounts in just a few foods, but oily fish is one of them, which is another reason to eat sardines. If you're not mad on the idea, then try making sardine fish cakes. Just take a tin of sardines in spring water, mix it with some mashed potato, chopped parsley and lemon juice, dust with flour and shallow fry for a few minutes on either side until they're crispy and golden brown. They're really delicious and that way you don't have to look at them if you're a bit squeamish. Fermented soya bean is next. I'm thinking about things like tempeh, natta or miso, which you can eat in stir fries or soups and they're available in all the supermarkets now because these are excellent sources of phytoestrogens called isoflavones, which are plant compounds that mimic the action of oestrogen in the body, 
and help to promote hormone balance. Some research suggests that including these in your diet could help to reduce symptoms of hot flushes and night sweats. Now, the reason I'm suggesting fermented soya rather than processed forms such as soya milk or yogurt is that this reflects the form of soya eaten by women in Asia, who traditionally have fewer menopause symptoms than women in the West, and it may be more effective as a result. If it's new to you, then take a look at some recipe websites for some inspiration. bbcgoodfood.com is one of my favourites, and it's got a lovely recipe for tempeh stir-fry. And while we're talking about phytoestrogens, the next food to look at is flaxseed, because these contain lignans, which are probably the biggest source of phytoestrogens in the Western diet. A dessert spoon of ground flaxseed in your morning cereal or porridge provides a nice boost of phytoestrogens. And some studies suggest that this may reduce the incidence and severity of hot flushes. There are some other good reasons to eat flaxseed too. Firstly, it's a great source of protein, which will make your breakfast more sustaining and keep you going for longer. And it's an excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids, which I talked about in the sardine section. Make sure you have ground flaxseed, because all the good stuff is inside the kernel, and it's too small and hard for your teeth to break it down, as they could with sunflower or pumpkin seeds, for example. So, we're already halfway through, and I want to give a shout out to eggs next, because they are so all-round brilliant. Don't spend your time having a joyless egg white omelette, because you'll be missing out on all the good stuff in the yolk. The egg white is packed with protein with all the advantages that that brings, but the yolk contains iron, B vitamins, omega-3, zinc, iodine, vitamin C, calcium and selenium. Put all that together and it makes eggs a genuine superfood, even if that is a horribly overhyped marketing term. I've already talked about omega-3, vitamin D and calcium, but let's have a quick look at B vitamins and iron. Both of these play a crucial role in energy production. Bs 1, 2, 3 and 5 are linked in the chain reaction of energy production, which is the citric acid or Krebs cycle that you might remember from high school chemistry. Vitamin B6, folate, which is actually B9, and vitamin B12 all play a key role in the production of red blood cells, which transport oxygen around the body for our cells to produce energy. B vitamins also support the nervous system and promote cognitive health, so a deficiency could cause low mood, anxiety, brain fog and poor memory or concentration, all of which can be issues for women going through the menopause. Iron deficiency anemia can be very common in perimenopausal women who experience heavy periods or flooding, for example. So an egg is a brilliant, nutritious way to start the day and will keep you going all morning. So don't let anyone tell you that you can't have one every day. It won't affect your cholesterol levels if this is a concern for you. Numerous studies are quite clear on this. Dietary cholesterol found in egg yolk and shellfish won't increase your cholesterol levels. The body actually makes cholesterol in the liver using saturated fats. So these are the ones to watch if this is an issue for you. I wanted to add pulses to my top 10 list. I'm thinking lentils, chickpeas and a whole range of different beans like kidney, broad, black or cannellini, for example. These lean sources of protein are also rich in fibre, which makes them the ideal blood sugar balancing combination because they're practically a meal in themselves. I've talked a lot about blood sugar in my other podcasts, especially the June episode, which is all about nutrition to relieve stress and boost resilience. 
so I won't go into loads of detail here. But suffice it to say that blood sugar balance is nutrition 101 when it comes to the menopause, because it ensures that you avoid the crashes that increase levels of stress hormones. The more stress hormones in your system, the more frequent and severe your menopause symptoms are likely to be. Pulses are also a great source of hormone balancing lignans. The high levels of fibre support digestive health, and they're also a reasonably good source of B vitamins, iron, zinc and magnesium. So they're properly nutritious. Natural yoghurt comes next. Ideally organic, so you're avoiding the hormones or antibiotics that can feature in some non-organic milks. It's a quick and easy source of calcium with more fringe benefits than milk because the fermentation process to make yoghurt promotes the production of the beneficial lactobacillus bacteria. Lactobacillus is a key player in a healthy gut microbiome, which is made up of the multiple different strains of bacteria in our digestive tract. And this ensures a healthy digestive function and also modulates our immune system, keeping it in great shape. Super important at the moment, as I'm sure you'll agree. Lactobacillus is especially relevant to women in midlife because it's also present in the vagina and helps to maintain the right levels of acidity to keep it healthy. As oestrogen levels start to decline, this can reduce the levels of lactobacillus, which affects the acidity of the vagina and may lead to the buildup of potentially harmful bacteria. If this transfers into the urethra, the tube that carries the urine from the bladder to outside the body when you pee, it could work its way up to the bladder and may lead to an infection, which is why urinary infections can become more common in midlife. Thrush can be another common issue, as the yeast which is naturally present in the vagina may start to build up due to this decline in vaginal acidity. Adding natural yoghurt or kefir to your diet provides a good maintenance dose of lactobacillus, which may help to support vaginal acidity. We're up to number nine now. This has gone very quickly. I'm going to look at broccoli next, which is an all-round winner of a food because there are so many health benefits. I was running an online workshop a couple of weeks ago and somebody complained that nutritionists always seem to recommend broccoli as a matter of course, which made me smile. I remember that when I was training, we used to joke that if you didn't know the answer in an exam, just put broccoli, it was bound to be right. So here's why. It's absolutely packed with all manner of supportive nutrients and contains a unique combination of anti-inflammatory, antioxidant and pro-detoxification compounds, which act together to reduce the risk of cancer. So it's a great option for anyone at any age, quite honestly. It's an excellent source of B vitamins, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin E, and of course it's full of fibre. What's of particular interest to women in midlife are the sulfur compounds in broccoli, which support detoxification in the liver. I touched on this earlier when I was talking about vitamin C. Liver support is crucial during the menopause, because one of the many important jobs of the liver is to maintain the correct sex hormone balance by processing and eliminating old hormones from the body. If your liver's too busy breaking down toxins from caffeine, alcohol, medication or pollution, for example, then it simply won't have the time to take on this very important job and your hormones will be all over the place. So factor broccoli into your diet two to three times a week. Short steaming is probably the best way of retaining the maximum antioxidant content, as these will be reduced by cooking. 
I often add some broccoli in when I'm making a juice as well. That's a great way of adding some extra into my diet if I'm getting a bit bored of it with meals. And last but not least, protein. Yes, I know it's a nutrient, not a food, but protein is so all-round important that I want to give it some proper attention, so forgive the slight lapse in rules here, because in my experience, many women are quite bad at getting enough protein. So why is it important? Well, the human body is built of protein and we grind to a complete halt without it. We need it for growth and repair of every element of the body, from bones and tissue to hair and nails. Every body cell relies on protein to function. Let's focus on muscles for a minute, because you probably know that we need protein to build muscle tone. This is extra important for women in midlife, because we lose up to 40% of muscle mass by the time we've gone through the menopause. The body uses amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein, to create neurotransmitters that support mood, memory and motivation. And we know that low mood, poor memory and loss of motivation are all very common during the menopause. So you need to give yourself all the help you can. Protein also helps to maintain blood sugar balance and reduce those sugar and carb cravings, which are often at the root of that menopausal weight gain that so many women grapple with. So eating protein with every meal and snack can make a big difference to your physical and mental strength and stamina. Good sources of protein include meat, fish, eggs, cottage cheese and authentic Greek yoghurt, which are probably the most concentrated forms of dairy protein. These animal proteins are what we call complete proteins, easily absorbed by the body, and they contain all the essential amino acids in one easy package. The body takes the essential amino acids from our food and combines them to create the rest of the amino acids that the body needs to function well. A little bit like using primary colours to make the whole spectrum of the rainbow. And then there are the plant sources of protein, which mostly contain some, but not all the essential amino acids. So if you're following a plant-based diet, you'll need to mix it up and rotate the different foods to access everything you need. We're thinking things like lentils, chickpeas, hummus, beans, nuts and seeds. Soya and quinoa are both complete plant proteins though, so these are great ones to feature regularly in your diet. Add chopped nuts and seeds to your morning cereal or have an egg for breakfast for a great protein boost for the day. Have lentil or chicken soup at lunch rather than a plain vegetable soup. Or stir in a large spoon of flaxseed into your bowl of soup for extra protein. Make sure that a good fist-sized portion of protein-rich food represents a quarter of the overall meal at lunch and dinner. That's about how much we should be having. You'll feel like a whole new woman if you're getting all the protein you need. So there you have my top 10. I hope you found it useful. This is just a super quick snapshot of how nutrition can really support you. There's lots more information in my new book, The Happy Menopause, Smart Nutrition to Help You Flourish, which came out just last week. There's an extensive symptom section which drills down into the various different problems that arise during the menopause, including hot flushes and anxiety, period problems and urinary infections, brittle nails and bone health, and lots more, with all the relevant nutrition advice to help you manage your specific symptoms. It's available in all the usual places and could be a great tool in your armour to help manage the menopause. That's it for the shameless plug. If you'd like to find out more about me and the work that I do, or book in for a nutrition consultation, you can visit my website, well-well-well.co.uk, or follow me on social media 
at at well, well, well UK. And please keep listening to the Happy Menopause podcast and share it with your friends and family so they can enjoy it too. Next month, it's all about anti-aging. Tune in to hear my chat with the wonderful Susan Saunders, author of the Age Well Plan. We could all do with a bit of that. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen on. And make sure you tell all your friends. It makes a huge difference to the visibility of the podcast and really helps to spread the word because every woman deserves to have a happy menopause. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.